Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast, where we talk about electronic medical records. Okay, before you spit out your coffee or turn off your podcast, this is different. In this episode, you're going to meet Josh. Josh is Zappacosta, and he has helped dozens of clinic owners to identify what long-term success means for them, to plan for it, and help them reach their goals at every step of their journey. Josh is straightforward, pragmatic, and confidential with everyone he works with. Okay, what does this have to do with electronic medical records? Keep listening. In 2015, Josh left a lucrative self-serving career in cybersecurity to co-found several UK healthcare and health tech businesses. This leap into the unknown was motivated by his deep passion to leave the world a better place and to help others heal an impossible goal in that space. And since then, Josh has been able to spread his joy and buoyant creative problem-solving problem skills with others and has never looked back. He is the founder of Function 365, an electronic medical record that frankly sounds like a miracle. He is collecting data. He is a private equity-backed uh, EMR system. And you're going to hear in our discussion what he talks about when finding a team is important to start your business or scale your business and why you need to have the people to do the things for you, why automations are important, why technology is primed to be the perfect space for you to achieve those goals of patient outcomes, and how giving away your services in an antiquated system with unpaid time, like portal messaging, when you can have an EMR that addresses so many of the discrepancies in our old systems. This EMR can solve a lot of problems just by having systems. You'll learn about all the ways that he has made changes in the functional and integrative space by learning from past mistakes, by using advice from mentors and clinicians that he works with. Josh is changing the world. So get ready for this really interesting and amazing conversation about EMRs and looking at how you can design possibly the mission impossible, delivering personalized clinical excellence for hurried patients with Function 365. Welcome to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast. I'm so excited to be inviting Josh Zappacosta here. And we met very serendipitously at the IPM Congress in London. I believe it was a cafe. I overheard you talking about your EMR system, Function 365. And I just was flooded with questions and knew I had to talk with you again because what you're delivering sounds almost like a miracle, to be honest. In, in my work with, with burnout, I've learned a lot of our, our clinicians leave our conventional models in the NHS or in the US or Canada, and they come to functional and integrative medicine because it speaks to their values. It speaks to that holistic 
philosophy that they want to take care of that whole patient. But we run into this problem of feeling bottlenecked and stuck and we can't find our flow. And then, you know, we're, we're feeling overwhelmed with our systems and there's no automation and it's, it's like you have some solutions. So welcome to the podcast, Josh. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to have a chat. And yeah, it really was serendipitous. I didn't expect that. It was just chatting away with a friend and uh, lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> right. So thank you for having me. Um, yeah, my story. Look, I grew up in a effectively a functional medicine household um, before it was called that. Uh, I have one parent who uh, is a practitioner and has been since I was very little, uh, got introduced to the concepts of integrative functional care right from day day zero. I didn't even know what it was at the time. And for me, that was very normal. And I went through a very you know no, uh, normal, wonderful childhood upbringing, uh, went to a university and couldn't decide if I wanted to become a doctor or go into business uh, like my other parent. And um, so I tried to do both. <laughs> uh, went down that road for a, a long time. I ended up doing economics and computer science uh, through the end of university. I uh, worked in private equity for two years and then moved back to the UK uh, after that uh, and worked for a cybersecurity firm for nearly six years. And uh, coming down to the end of that, I, I was just, I'm a millennial. I was lost. I just, my, my, I, there was no joy, frankly, uh, in what I was doing. Um, made, uh, the financial side of it, great, uh, made made wealthy people more money and all that, which is wonderful. But that was not enough. Uh, and I really realized at that point that if I continue to do this, I, I will not be happy uh, long term. Uh, and at that same time, I had the opportunity to grow and launch a integrative functional medicine practice uh, here in the UK. I co-founded a practice myself uh, with a co-founder and also Function 365 at the same time. The reason Function 365 came into being was because I looked and did a SWOT analysis at the time, you know, the strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities for, for other platforms that are out there and, and realized that there's really nothing that glues clinical practices together. Like you were saying, you know, that clinicians need uh, something, that the, the vehicle, that the framework, right, to build the business around. And it didn't exist then. And, and you know, things have changed over time since 2015, 2016. Uh, and I, I know that some platforms have come along the way at that point, but F365 was really built around delivering a functional medicine or integrative care model uh, for patients, especially if it's multidisciplinary, and make sure that that is a business system that people can run and manage and maintain inside their practice and scale. Okay, that's that's the key part that that is often missing. Uh, so there's many like single clinician point solutions, but when it comes to saying, okay, I've built my business and want to grow and scale that, that's what F365 was designed for uh, right from the ground up. And, and I, I love that you did that right from the ground up because that's unusual. I mean, in my experience with many EMRs, it's sort of yeah. like the, the unboxing. <laughs> yeah. The unboxing effect of most EMRs is just very yeah. lackluster. It's like, yeah. here you go. Here's this big database. And in my work with other practitioners across the world, the minute mm -hmm. we start mentoring, I talk to them about systems. I talk to them <clears> about <throat> automations and using yeah. tech and really offloading your duties as much as you yeah. can to pre-plan videos and pre-plan, exactly. you know, all this stuff. And it sounds yeah. like you've been able to create this EMR with that in yeah. mind. So, you know, when you work with practices, why do you think most clinics fail when it comes to, you know, functional integrative medicine? If it's wonderful and everybody needs it, yeah. why why are they failing? Yeah, it's a great question. So I see 
I see burnout a lot. Okay. Um, I see burnout from clinicians that are inside the NHS, first and foremost. So, so the, the National Healthcare Service, if you're in the US, uh, so it's our public medical service here in the UK, um, which is free at the point of care. And a lot of those clinicians are, are leaving the NHS at this point because they can't deliver the care that they believe in. But they've been in a system that basically patient shows up at the door uh, and they have 10 to 18, eight minutes, 10 minutes ish with them. And then they leave again. Right. And then they can, might come back and they've got their heart sick patients, et cetera, but they, they want out right of that environment. Okay. And are looking at private care as a place to go. And they're burning out on the NHS side. And then I see another group of, of clinicians that are burning out who've been trying to practice privately for typically four or five years. They found some success. They're burning out on the other end of that, doing private care because of all of the additional stresses that they hadn't built for. And they don't have a system, right? And interestingly, the, the number one reason that I see that practices fail, I've got a couple in mind, like um, it's not financial failure. That's the really interesting part. Um, these are oftentimes, especially here in the UK, doctors will still be able to dip into the NHS. They, they keep um, a, a foot in that pond, so to speak, and can dip mm -hmm. in as locum clinicians. Um, so it's not really the financial side of it that I see. It's actually really that failure to build a system, okay? The failure to build a system that scales at a minimal cost. That part they're often missing. They haven't planned for that at the beginning, okay? And then they don't, oftentimes, especially if they're new and just starting out, it's it's really a lack of understanding and to model out who their ideal customers are and what their customers want in their own words as the patient thinks not them as clinicians. That's really, really hard for most clinicians who are really experienced by this point, who are consultant level, et cetera, who, who are now going the private side going, oh, okay. And then one of two things happens, right? Um, in, in my experience anyway, it, and why these clinics so often fail is that the doctor either tries to do everything themselves, right? With nation of shopkeepers, the, the phrase that get kicks around all the time uh, around over here, yes. uh, for everyone tries to do everything for themselves, okay? And what happens is that the doctor gives it their, their all, right? They try to become the part-time webmaster, the part-time person who's doing marketing, part-time clinician, part-time so on and so forth, doing the books, accounting, et cetera. And the, there's a failure to build in the the, the team, right? That to get um, good advice early on, okay, for doing that. And the other one that I see is they, they, mm, they try very early to give things away as fast as possible, okay? But they give up on understanding the right level of detail. And I think this is the art of this, is understanding the right level of detail themselves for every important facet of their business, okay? Because they are solopreneurs or they, they are small business entrepreneurs. And often I really see they underestimate the level of detailed oriented expertise that's needed to make each of those areas successful. So my answer to this, and I, I think the answer to this that I've seen that's successful is as soon as you can, if you know you're going down this route, you're thinking about it to get good experience and advice before you start and someone who can help you set up milestones and objectives that you can build to and introduce you to the right people, the right technologies, the right things, get a coach, right? Um, and if that, Laura, I know this is something that you guys do and I, I understand what your guys, your Catalyst program does and it looks fantastic, right? Those, those kinds of things are really, really useful. I've actually personally done that for other businesses, other clinics where it's relevant to do that. But that's not my focus, and my error really is on F three six five. But I think that's so important, right? That well, and I love, yeah, right I, from the beginning. Absolutely, I just have to highlight three things you said that was so important. 
finding that team right away. And I think mm -hmm. you and I probably could agree that, you know, uh, clinicians, we've been through so much school. We think we, we have our ideas, we know how we want it done. And we're so scared to let go of a little bit of control. Yeah. We're thinking, well, it's so easy to write an email. I could do that. See, that's the problem. So many things aren't that hard, but when you're doing all those things, you're going to burn out. So I love your advice yeah. of finding the team you need and building that right away. And absolutely yeah. in, inside the catalyst roadmap, we have a module find. And for those listening, you can purchase that single module and it is going to help you stack the team in your favor so you know who to look for. But another thing you mentioned that I loved is like giving away things, right? And as clinicians, we're often service-oriented, heart-centered. We want to take care of our patients. We we almost dread the thought of charging. But, you know, we pay our hairstylist. We pay our dance teacher teaching our kids. I mean, we are teaching. Think of yourself as an educator. You're teaching your patients. So charging for your discovery calls, a minimum, like a $5 charity donation that you donate to a charity, that's so much good things you can put right there. And then finding totally someone. Yeah, go ahead. I'm totally on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead. And so I was just saying, no, I was when, just saying when you have I'm something always, figured out, yeah. I've always recommend or reminding clinicians that their time is incredibly valuable, especially on the NHS side where there is no fee at the point of service. It's <laughs> it's alien to them where their money is going to change hands. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yes, it is worth that much money. And they're not just paying for the time, they're also paying for your experience that and training that got you here to be able to do what you do today. And that's yes. absolutely uh, fine and, and that, totally acceptable. Yes. And that goes in the flip side for your services. And when somebody has figured out a solution to a problem, you will pay for that solution without having to, you know, when someone says and sits in my office for 15 minutes and I discover that they have some other really large diagnosis that needs acute care, it, not functional medicine, they need to go and have surgery. That's amazing. No other yeah. physician found it because they didn't have that time with them. And people will will pay for services that solve a problem like function 365, you know, um, has this solution to bridge all of this large amount of information. And I would love to hear how you've helped people do this mm -hmm. in one click and how the, how that works. Yeah. yeah. So my methodology with practices is that they they should really understand who their client ideal set of clients that they want to work with are try and make that as simple as you can at the beginning save yourself some heartache on that one if you try and do everything all at once it's going to be really hard if you focus on a on an area of core competency that you have that you're trained into okay that you're you're happy to start providing care early on fantastic what that allows you to do is to build with confidence a business system for okay patient will come through my social media program will come through my linkedin or through my website or you know because they're recommended through the the uh the, the, the local business authority whoever it is okay however the patient gets to you there's an action to take at the end of that okay and whether that's the patient that signs up for initial appointment okay they just sign up for a discovery call they buy a whole membership program that's being billed monthly they buy a package with you they're just doing a self-registration it doesn't from 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 the platform's perspective of f365 it doesn't matter which of those routes you're going you need a system okay to then take that interest okay that's gone from the point of interest to now they're actually becoming a patient They've, you've acquired them as a client okay and there are certain things you want to do with that patient for example before discovery call you might want them to give you just their basic profile information okay you might want to know what their top three symptoms are okay and you might want to ask a, a basic screening form 
okay, or uh, something like an MSQ. Okay, that's a system. I'm just giving an example. Okay, one that's very simple to you know, get our heads around. And you want something that does that every single time, 24 by 7, never takes holiday. Okay, and it's fully automated. And then you can put explainer videos. You're, you said this before yourself, right? Um, being able to break this down for patients, right, to make it as simple as possible for from the client's perspective uses a huge amount of energy and time on the clinician side. So yeah, that's what F365 does. It allows you to systematize this, break it out into steps, show videos, okay, that you can customize, it comes with videos, that you can customize those, okay, to help the patient understand, for example, what are sim health concerns? What, okay, it's not just headaches, it's not just back pain, it's also the psychosocial dimension of that, okay? And if you're running a psychotherapy practice, or if you're running something that goes above and beyond that does, you know, a, a blend of biomechanical and nutrition and things, it helps to understand the, sorry, help explain to the patient why those symptoms are relevant. And it's okay if they go beyond just three, you can write 25. That's okay, right? It's it being able to disarm that and then explain and own the why for your patients in a systemized, a systematized approach is what you're looking at on the F365 side. And, and that helps you right from the very beginning, build towards what I humorously call the Holy Grail um, in private care, which is collecting data, Okay, evidence-based data about how your patients are doing right from the beginning. That's really, really hard in private care. Okay. Normally in the NHS, there are studies that are funded where it's a whole multi-year process to promote a medication or a food or a program that is very, very specific. That's really hard to replicate in a private for-profit or non-profit business. Okay? Right. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's in the UK or US, right? <laughs> Getting patients to fill things in automatic, sorry, as a part of a system in a for-profit business is really hard, but it behooves the clinicians, okay? There's their virtuous circle, in, in, in my view, competency, confidence, and corroboration, okay? The corroboration part is the, it's, that's really difficult, okay, to get without a system that supports you to do that, okay? Whether that's outcome measures, whether it's biometric data in terms of or ring, you know, collecting how patients are doing automatically, whether that's biomarker data to test and retest and how things are on an ongoing basis, all of those pieces, you want a system, okay, that helps you with that. I know there's lots of things out there. And what I always coach for people that are, uh, you know, just starting to this, go do your homework, pick something that you want that makes sense for you and find something that works and then get, get people, build a team like Laura or get advice, okay, to help you implement that and build that and make that real. At the end of the day, we, I, I desperately want patients to be better. And I want clinicians to have joy in what they do again. You should be doing something that you find joyful right from the beginning. So I love take this a pause there. so <laughs> much, Josh. I mean, you really have, you know, crafted your ikigai, you know, what the world needs, what you could get paid for, what you're talented and joyful in, and really turned your own personal career into a pivot, you know, where you're helping all of us be less burned out on the whole. And, and this is aligning so much with the flow neuroscience of, you know, doing something once and iterating on that and providing a very clear pathway for patients. It helps the the practitioners, you know, feel like they know, you know, where they can find their information, how they can measure their success, because there's many ways to measure success. You know, we want, you know, sometimes we want biomarkers, like you suggested, or, or self, you know, um, perceived scales of, you know, fatigue or stress or wellness. I mean, there's so many things out there that you can, you can have, but when patients understand that they can ask questions, they feel safe in an area, right? And part of our 
role as clinicians, I think is more difficult because there's so much more information in functional medicine to deliver mm-hmm. in a, in a setting that we tend to cram it into those visits. And, and those visits are an hour compared to the eight minutes of conventional care, but an hour yeah. isn't always better because I see patients are glassy eyed, you know, they, yeah. they can feel overwhelmed and the clinicians are really pressured trying to get everything in there, but imagine yeah. a different way. Imagine a system where you can confidently tell your patient, here are the top three things that are going on. I will make sure you have educational videos that they can yep. look at when they're in their own home and they feel more comfortable. And um, this just sounds so incredible. I yeah. think, you know, what you've done is amazing. Hey, have you visited the Catalyst Way yet? It's an online hub designed just for you, where we spark your creativity, passion, and flow to build your own self-expressive medical career. There's so much to explore inside the Catalyst Way. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, check out our Catalyst Studio Mentorship, your gateway to membership micropractice, with everything you need to grow and scale your functional medicine business, including private mentor sessions, masterminds, access to quarterly legal lounges, and much more. Or peek inside the world's first digital subscription delivery box service that delivers monthly content to make your functional medicine clinic run effortlessly, including customizable infographics, SOPs, templates, and hand-selected mastermind recordings. Or maybe you just want some entertaining and useful CME. You'll find that at the Catalyst Reclamation CME online course. You'll learn neuroscience behind burnout, embrace flow, master your calendar, fortify boundaries, and transform your burnout into boundless energy and joy using our three-step AHA method. It's approved for 10 hours of AMA Category 1 CME. Use the code podcast for 10% off. And because I'm a practical mom of three, guess what? The Catalyst Way also has tons of freebie content too. My favorite is the Catalyst Compass Quiz, which matches you to an ideal jumpstart strategy to find your spark. But I also love the free Catalyst Calendar Time Management System and Functional Micropractice Checklist. It's all here at the Catalyst Way. Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst to start coloring outside the lines. We're creating empowered, self-expressive clinicians as catalysts who lead healthcare transformation. Are you a catalyst? Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst now. What would you say is is the biggest learning point of F365? Like where was a time where you, you really found either an exponential growth or something, a, a problem you had to work through that you solved? That's a great question. So I, I think... One of the times that I realized that this is a lot bigger than what I'd realized was where we started to have very much allopathic or just straight up GP family doctor clinics. Wow. Wanting to blend a an elements of lifestyle medicine or elements of functional care nice. into a private care business that a just a regular person off the street could come in for. That's really when the penny dropped um, wow. for me personally, when I said, okay, this is a lot bigger than what I realized, you know, in, in 2015 and 2016. And, and that's continued to grow. And it it's, it's really interesting because I can't teach functional medicine. I don't teach 
clinicians how to be clinicians at ever, right? It's our responsibility to deliver the platform that allows them to deliver good, safe, effective clinical care that they can gather the evidence of how effective that is for their patients. But I can't teach that part. And they, what's really fun is when they start asking, what is the, in the action plan system here, what is this part about lifestyle recommendations? I just want to do medications. Oh, well, how do I, how do I explain that to my clinicians? Like, well, I can point you in the direction of uh, IFM or, um, you know, yes. other ones and that they're asking terminology and I'm kind of, like, okay, well, yes, these are parts of the system that are there because it helps people get this. And what's a root cause explanation? Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. So <laughs> that, that kind of things um, is That's really awesome. when the penny dropped for me personally. And it went way beyond what we'd even thought or planned for. That's huge uh, success, Josh, because if you know you're doing something right, if the conventional medicine counterparts are going, wait, this is good for me to use. And now I want to learn more. So you're yeah. like the Trojan horse, you know, giving functional medicine tips and telling people go learn more. <laughs> it's funny that's happened multiple times where you might have a business unit or a group of clinicians inside an allopathic medical practice, okay, or just a, a standard family practice uh, that are getting amazing results. And the other parts of the team are going, well, what's going on, right? Um, and then they use F365 as a system within that bigger organization. And then we start having conversations with the bigger part of the organization about, okay, right, okay, this is how this fits with these guys. We could use this elsewhere as well. It's been a very exciting um, number of journeys for that as well. Um, and I think this is really important because at the end of the day, if clinicians are able to show and document, right, this is one of the massive missing pieces, okay, in this is, and I keep harping on about data, right, but it's one of the mess massive missing pieces that what clinicians are doing in an integrative, in a functional, in a lifestyle practice really gets results for their patients, okay? They know, I know you know that, right, with your patients, but what's really hard is to quantify that, okay? When you quantify it, and then play that back and show case studies or show better, right? A group of 25 diabetic patients, right? Or a group of, uh, you know, and filter, use the use the audit section in the platform, okay? To say, okay, here's all my patients that are diagnosed with X or Y, okay? Here's our results, right? With outcome measures. Here are the biomarker data, okay? About these patients. Here's the biometric data. But that really starts to get interesting inside, right? The, a bigger clinical practice, a bigger medical practice, it is the Trojan horse, as you say. That is amazing. But it and is fun, yes. but it allows and them to tell a story. I think that's another missing part. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. No, the story is so important. And you mentioned it earlier about finding ideal patients or clients, mm -hmm. because that is something to emphasize. And as somebody myself who is in a small rural town, I pushed back against having a niche because I felt like I was a general functional doctor and I still am. However, when you are looking for those ideal clients, it really helps not just you can, you know, um, acquiesce those that you really enjoy working with. Like I really love the stressed out working moms. It's just my thing. I think it's great because I can relate and getting their hormones in balance, their cortisol. And when you put your attention towards one ideal client, you can still work with others, but it really yep. helps you systematize. How would that client approach an yep. EHR? How would they use yep. this information? Would they be watching your videos while they're cooking dinner? You know, that kind yep. of thing. And, yep. um, when you do this with data, I mean, that's amazing. I'm so glad there's people like you that love to do data and numbers. I mean, I it's not my forte. And so by layering this in there, it's 
it's an all-in-one system that allows proof in the concept that you're yep. getting people better and you can showcase this. So what makes you different than a standard EMR? Is there a couple things that sounds like you're different in a lot of ways, but is there one major way that you've known over the years that people comment on like, wow, this is so different than anything I've worked with? Mm. That's a really good question. In terms of di being different from other EMRs, uh, truthful answer to that one. Uh, I wish I had the time to go around and do like a deep dive on every platform, every system good that's point. out there. It's it it's it's like a new one has come up every single week, right? There's an enormous amount of money coming into this industry from Silicon Valley in particular. Add AI on top of that, where they're now desperate for healthcare data. Okay. Um, that data, those those businesses are often owned by venture backed capital. Okay, those are those are venture backed firms. I, I come from a private equity world, and I, um, <laughs> basically there's a lot of money. Okay, going into that, that money needs a return if it's VC backed. You know, ten x within two, five, three years. Okay, or they're going to sell the equity and, and get more money, right? In sell right. stock and then and find the next per you know next institution to take that on. What that means as a clinician, okay, is that you, even though you might not know it now, in two, three, five years, okay, you're, they're either going to raise the price, right? Because they have to make money. They have to make a return, especially with interest rates going up, okay? They have to make a return. So they're going to charge, they, they go for scale, one, okay, get as many, many patients as they can in, okay? Or, okay, uh, they charge more for the existing ones that they have, okay, or failing that, they monetize the patient data. Those are the three options for VC-backed firms, just wow. speaking. Okay, we saw that with Living Matrix. Okay, just as an example, and I'm, I, they've now exited the market, so I'm, I'm feel confident and comfortable saying this that yes. they were, and it's a matter of public record, right? That they were yep. purchased by Nestle Life Sciences, and Nestle ultimately closed it, right? After spending an undisclosed amount of money, okay, to buy that business and the corresponding patient records okay that come with that they closed it within three years after buying it okay why because they didn't have an exit path presumably okay or they and they had the patient data okay what else do they want to do with it right and they didn't have right. an answer for it okay right this is this is what's happening right behind the scenes the date the the business will be monetized and the reason i'm going on and on about this is i built this from the ground up Right. This is I invested my personal welfare money into this, right? Everything to build this and build it from the ground up. There is no VC Silicon Valley or other bank or other around the, around the world that owns the debt right inside the company is forcing us to do things. What that means is we have a much slower, uh, not slower, but the ability to listen, right? And understand what clinicians actually need. Okay. Even if that doesn't make money now and doesn't make a return. Yes, okay. it's deliberate. There's, yeah. It is deliberate. We we have a sorry word, the ability to sit down and go 100 plus clinicians and say, "Okay, what is it that really is making a difference, right, for you and your practice? How can we help? How can we make the system better?" And I take the time wherever I can to understand how clinicians use the system and what could be better about it. Even if that isn't something that's going to deliver, you know, more value for shareholders because well, it's a very small board, right? In terms of who I'm answering to, okay. Um, and we can deliver those features, okay. So that means that inside the system, you see features that are actually relevant and desirable for a functional medicine practitioner and practice, okay. Those are tough sell, 
right in a what's the right word vc backed uh organization okay to get an action plan for example okay that links okay from the action plan system that has video explainers to the patient about what lifestyle changes are why would you want to sell lifestyle change that doesn't you know doesn't make any money for it right right okay. that's hard that's a hard sell in a vc environment okay right yes it also links to lab tests okay it also links to consumables like supplements okay and it means that the clinicians can put the action plan that answers the what Okay, and why and the how much and they can literally put it into the patient's cart directly from the system. Okay, when the patient orders that goes directly to the patient building that system. Okay, that then ties in with the suppliers and when the supplier gets the order, they go, yeah, that's our SKU. Okay, it's already been paid. We behind the scenes it's Stripe. It's handling the money. Okay, the supplier accepts the order and F365 and PureScript splits the order and sends the order through to, sorry, ConnectScript. Excuse me, I should get that right previously script um splits the money and sends that through to the supplier okay and if there's a margin for the practice it puts that in the practices account try sell that to a vc right <laughs> try it's get that past. there's a lot there that actually matters for clinicians that are, if, if you're running a busy practice and you're doing you know let's say more than i don't know 25 30 new patients a week okay Think of the amount of investigations and tests that go on for each patient, say two to five investigations across two, three, five different labs. Okay. That's a lot of time, right? That goes into organizing, just lab testing. Okay. Then do supplement supplementation programs, et cetera, for those patients. It's complicated. Okay. The system that you're that talking about tries very hard to help you answer the what, why, how much, get it to the patient. Okay. They purchase. And it just shows up at their house, right? It's a it's a virtual inventory, right? Where the supplier is shipping that directly to the patient. Okay. That just works. Okay. I love and this, this. There's a lot there. And, and so in answer to a single feature, I, it's really hard for me to answer that. I think it's more the the bigger story of how do we get here? Why, where are we going? Okay. And what's different about us? Um, and that is I, I'm excited to start announcing some of the new features that are on the system, um, but I, I'll be doing that in time with our company releases. Uh, yeah, uh, this so is exciting because you're you're really wearing your values on your on your sleeves. You you are showing that you have a personal interest in this. That this mm -hmm. is beyond just yeah. a software company. That you really want this to create transformation and, and be a catalyst of change inside yeah. healthcare. Um, you're looking to not only make it easy for the patient, but you're really working with those practitioners that are working together to make this a seamless process. It reminds me of the time when we first started seeing the self-check-in process for airlines and how mm -hmm. it feels like every other industry has this ability except healthcare. You know, I mean, for airlines, you self-check in, you get your little you know, boarding yep. pass, it's in your, it's in your Apple wallet. You just, mm -hmm. you know, even Dunkin' Donuts has their own app that you scan and pay. You don't, everything is seamless, but healthcare. Healthcare is the yeah. lagging. We're lagging behind every industry and in making this easy for patients yeah. to get things done. And for practitioners, I feel like this is the dark ages. And eventually as things get easier, our practitioners hopefully will dig themselves out of the mud and love yeah. medicine again. Right. And you're a key part of it because I think technology, once it meets our expectations of how we want to be one-on-one -on -one with a patient or one-to-many, um, this is going to be the, the new dawn of a future. So can you give hints on where you want to go in the next five to 10 years, or is that top secret? Um, I think there's a massive element and capability for corporate-driven care um, to become- I was hoping you'd a, say that. 
uh, a driver um, in the private healthcare space. Um, it's in addition to needing to be able to run an effective practice that can systematize everything. You then need to be able to mesh and merge with another organization, right? That And I assume that most doctors don't want to learn how to code <laughs> and certainly don't want to pay for market rate for someone in their practice to be able to do that on an ongoing basis and and tie all these things together, okay? The, the quid pro quo with F365 is you can do all of these things that I'm talking about without having a specialist coder inside the practice, okay? What you need is a website, a Stripe account, and an email address, okay? And if you can use an admin menu, great. If if, if you want to build, get someone to implement it for you, fantastic, right? Who knows the system and do that, but they don't need to code, right? This is this is the use of a, a system that has you know backend that gives you all these you know options as features, okay? Inside or features as options inside the system, and you implement that in the way that makes sense um, for you guys, okay? In in your practice, that's I, yes. Yeah, and, Go, I'm just excited because you've said so many of the magic words that I look for is, you know, you've designed something that fulfills so many purposes, like a Swiss mm -hmm. army army knife to, to use a, a metaphor. Mm -hmm. um, it's a simple tool, but it has so many uses. And wow. as I'm coaching physicians and practitioners mm -hmm. across the world to look beyond the one-on-one -on -one exam room, that we have to look yeah. at memberships. We have to look yep. at ways that we can scale our services. Yeah, group care and for corporations, yeah. because a lot yeah. of corporations, they don't want their employees to feel sick. They don't yeah. want their employees to not have access to cutting edge lifestyle you know, medicine. So why not have memberships for these corporations? And it's That's beautiful right. that you've already thought of this because a lot of these clinicians, we're just not used to that idea inside a conventional yeah. model. But when we're out here in functional in integrative yeah. land, yeah, membership is the way to go because yeah. you can meet patients at the price that they need yeah. and support they need. And, and you have that built in with yeah. room to scale, which I think is really exciting. But I caution people that want to go down that route, right? Um, it's fine to have case studies. It's fine to have anecdotal stories, right? And they are really important, okay? When you go to that next step, right of thinking bigger data becomes even more important and the ability yes. to manage maintain and get insights out of your data okay in an environment where you own the data is really important okay f365 was built in the european framework okay and for for folks on the american side who are not familiar um we embrace that right right from the beginning okay there are positive elements to this i know people bemoan gdpr okay and that's fine uh, and at the end of the day it's a framework that says, and I'll just kind of high level that one for people who are not familiar. The patient, the subject, okay, has rights to be able to access and view their data, okay, with you as a practice at any time. The practice is the data controller, okay, to, to that means that you are the owner, right, of the data, and you instruct your data processor, function 365, what to do with your data, okay, as a business. You own the data. It's our role to do the things that you ask, that you instruct us to as the owner of your information. That is a different model, fundamentally different model from, I'm not gonna pick on any brands, okay, or any companies. You can imagine, you can fill in the blank there yourselves. Okay? Yes. Where the objective is for that company to own that information, okay, to run their big data analytics, to run their AI training algorithms across all of the practices in there. That's what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And they own that value, okay? 
it's our role as I see it, okay, and we've embraced this on the European side to hand that power back to the clinician team, back to the business owners of the individual businesses that we're working with. That's wonderful. Yeah. And to be so proactive that way, you know, um, it's it's gives that element of safety that is needed inside an electronic health record. So I could talk to you for hours. I wish we were still sitting in that cafe. You can um, have me Josh. back another time. Right, right. Absolutely. This will not be the last for sure. Um, I'd love to. Where, where can people find you? Tell us more where um, we can find you. Really, really simple. Just go to function365.co.uk. Um, there's an overview of the platform um, uh, on, online. If you like what you see, you want to know more, uh, you can book a demo uh, directly from there. That will actually take you to a patient or a view of the system as a patient right there and then after you booked a demo. Um, and you'll see what happens when you get reminders, et cetera, by email, SMS, so on and so Beautiful. forth. Beautiful. So, yeah, we, we, as they say, we eat our own dog food. Um, and <laughs> I force my team to do that because it keeps us up to date with this. Hey, if, if, if we couldn't trust our own system, right, to book quote unquote discovery calls right with our clients why should you okay and i see it's hilarious i see other other platforms out there right they're like oh use acuity or, or whatever it is right some other system right for booking uh the the times in their diaries no we use our own platform right for that for a reason okay because if it wasn't good enough then yeah we we need to improve that so oh that's yeah. so beautiful that's wonderful yeah. josh thank, thank you. you so much for this and i know this won't be the last time we talk you are definitely no transforming healthcare, and i'm so excited to be sharing this space with you so for Pleasure. everybody listening please like and share subscribe to the catalyst podcast send this episode to a friend or colleague whether you're in the uk you're in canada us this is groundbreaking change that's happening to innovate the future of healthcare. it is much needed on both sides of the desks. Patients need this, practitioners need this. So thank you again, Josh, at Function365. You are definitely a catalyst and I appreciate you. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. My vision is a world without burnout and my mission is to teach 1 million medical professionals how to tap into creativity and flow to increase joy and well-being. We all deserve a medical career that is self-expressive unique, and creative. You can help by signing up for my newsletters. One of my highest values is gratitude, so I love giving back. And each newsletter is gamified. The more you share, the more you win. It's easy to sign up. Just go to drlarasalier.com forward slash win. Thank you for coloring outside the lines with me.